Um, this is a part in our service called Tribe Stories. And uh, uh, essentially what we typically do is we, we interview people in our community to talk about what we're talking about. Um, this week, since we've talked about this practice of Sabbath for the last four weeks, uh, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a live Q&A with you. Uh, so many of you have had questions along the last four weeks that um, you've asked, and some of them have been answered, and some of them haven't, and maybe there's more questions that have come up. And so we, have the, we are not experts by any means, but we're all practitioners of this rhythm of life, and uh, so we are here to answer some questions for you in whatever you have. So, um, questions? I can beatbox. If there you it want. is. That would be great. <laughs> no, the question I have is when you take naps, when you take, how do you prepare for that? Do you prepare spiritually? Do you, is it because I see it as a way to connect with my wife and to connect spiritually? How, how do you prepare for that? Okay, well, I'll give a quick answer, and then I'll let the other two happy, grinned-faced husbands over here give their answer. Um, uh, the way uh, I, we think about that is typically, okay, so this idea of delighting in God, what God has given you, God has given me the bride of my youth, Right? Uh, this graceful doe that I go and I, del I delight in her, right? Um, and so it's a way of enjoying, it's a space to enjoy uh, my wife. Now, look, those, the, it's an expectation. Um, I can't say it happens every Sabbath, but it happens most Sabbaths, and it's uh, a great delight. It's an entrance into the wonderful world that God gives us in that secret garden. So, uh, I just want to make sure that I understand what the nap means. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we all do. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's all right, yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think the difference there spiritually, if you, uh, that's, uh, what, that's what you're asking, is that this is in Scripture, in Ephesians, this is... The best way, like the, human, the best human way of describing the union of Jesus and the church is the marriage consumed, mind, heart, and soul. I mean, if you think about it, that's just mind-blowing, right? It's absolutely mind-blowing. And I think the more we can get ourselves into a place like that, and no better time than the Sabbath because you're immersed in this kingdom, like complete immersion in kingdom um, sort of... It was, it was like a day of meditation, of contemplation of this. So that, I think that's the preparation. It's the Sabbath is, the, is, is amazing because, yeah, you know, you can, you can be together throughout the week, but there's something special about that one time. You're just not in a hurry. You're in that place of complete delight, and it just changes the nap, right? <laughs> Very good. Yes. Um, I just wanted to share for the moms out there, um, and the fathers with the young children, so parents of young children, this nap. Um, <laughs> we, we all giggle after nap. Yes. There has to be some sort of preparation because your kids are going to be out running around. Um, so I think it takes more intentionality maybe than, you know, if your kids are older or you don't have kids at the house. But there's something about when you come out of that space that spills into, um, into the rest of your family that is really um, beneficial, and it's worth the sacrifice of setting them up with a movie or a game or 
whatever it is you have to do, even like the the prepping with each other beforehand, you know, like the extended hugs and the kisses in the kitchen, that it's all in preparation for, hey, we're going to enjoy, we're going to be intentional about seeking out this time today. And for those with small kids, that, that does take more forethought and more planning, but it's definitely worth it. I think the kids enjoy yeah. us. More happy. Yes. <laughs> I just want to point out that that was like the first 10 seconds of the sermon that I mentioned that. And brother hung on to it, man. Like, way to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was like, I know what I want to ask. All right. Other questions? Um, yes. Anise over here. So Sandra, I think. Um, so our work schedules are, set, are opposite of each other. Um, so I mostly work overnights and on the weekend, and then he works normal hours during the week. Um, how would you advise us being able to take a day of rest? Um, we've thought about it, and it, it seems challenging right now. If I can be bold, maybe you should revise your, your work schedule. Because really, there's only so much you can do when you're in opposite polar things. And this is sort of, this is true of the Christian life in general, right? Like many of us have, when we entered the Christian life, we decided to worship God on Sundays. And many of us had situations that prevented us from doing that well. And many of us had to basically quit our job or say to our boss, not on Sunday, I'm not going to work on Sunday. So bottom line is, push comes to shove, there's, you have to carve out time that is holy. And sometimes it, it includes transitions, changes, so strategic changes like that, that sometimes can be painful. So. The other thing I was going to say is, if, if Sunday is a day where you are together, it can be your Sabbath. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you have built into the day some worship and some contemplation in God, and it can be a great space. Um, I do think it's really beneficial if you can practice a day of rest with your family, right? So we used to do it on Mondays, but then our kids started school, and now we practice it on Saturdays because we want an integrated life where our kids experience our relationship with God, where it's part of what we do as a family. So, um, so you know, and, and, and then I think the other thing is just there's sometimes we have to do what we can with what we have, Right and, and in the short run, before you make some of these adjustments that I think Christian is wisely offering, um, you have to do what you can with what you have, and there are spaces in figuring that out. Does that help? Okay, great. Other, uh, other questions? Yes, uh, Chase over here, and then we'll, we'll go up here. Okay, so I tried a mini Sabbath this Friday from the morning till 3 p.m. It was awesome. But as soon as 3 p.m. hit, Boom, in the emails, putting out fires. How do you make the transition out of Sabbath? Um, I think that's kind of where the, the, the invitation and the challenge is because there's always a lot to do. But I think it's not about exiting Sabbath. It's about how, we, how do we carry that over into the busyness. So I know for me it's um, the practice of Sabbath and setting that time aside where it's like I close the door to everything else. Right? And it's about being present, fully present, which sometimes, as I mentioned before, is a little bit of a wrestling. But I, I think of like when we talk about having time with the Lord every day, why do we do that? You know, it's, it's because there's a centering and an anchoring. And so I see Sabbath as an invitation to experience God in a place of 
I think a little bit more space of a, a solid, like a place of solitude um, and intentionality that we use to help us understand what that experience with him and that nearness with him is like so that it can spill into the rest of our days. So I think it's just being intentional about uh, that conversation as well. It's like you had this sweet time with him, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to step back into it. But, Lord, how do I, how do I um, carry this nearness, this closeness I'm experiencing with you into kind of the chaotic mess of the life, right? And so I think the more we practice, the better we become at it. You know? and that's why we continue to have those times during the week where we're sitting with him because it's kind of like that anchoring space. We're like, oh, okay, this is, this is what I, I want to carry this into the rest of the day, right? This time with you, this experience, this peace. Um, so. I, I would just add, I think that um, with, as Christians, it's, it's easy for us to be, kind of become legalistic in anything that we're doing, right? We have this ability to sort of to, and not just as humans, even the Jews, you know, you can't light a flame or you can't, there's all kinds of little things. And for years, the rabbis spent time extending these rules to try to make humans holy. That never worked, right? And so I think some of it is, I mean, the, the, the seventh day, God actually worked in the sense that he blessed that day. It was a day that he actually set aside with intention. And to me, it's all about the intentionality. And to me, whether you get two hours or 24 hours or 18 hours or, and I think it's, it's more about the posture of heart, right? And then ultimately exiting it. Sometimes it's challenging because we, we went, last night we went to a date with another couple here and uh, just love them. And it's a shift out of our home space into that. So there's always shift, but it's almost like, that's what great, I think that's what makes us so great is that it's a challenge. There's, a, there's always a struggle to be in the tension of life in its many dimensions. And so carrying holiness, you know, in its transitions, I think, is part of our exercise. That makes sense. I want to share something really, really quick. Because um, I'm more practical, like, theory's great, but just tell me, like, how to do it. Um, I think preparation is key because you're learning to rest, which, again, sounds so funny, but we're learning to rest. It's something that you're not in the habit of doing. So preparing beforehand, okay, when I come out of it, I'm going to X, Y, and Z. Um, I think so much that so much of what I've been taught through Sabbath is how much I've lacked in preparing my life. <laughs> and then the transitions are really messy and hard, especially in new spaces. So I think the more you prepare beforehand of what it's going to look like to come out of Sabbath, and then just being gracious because to, I love what you said, like over time as much as like as we continue to practice it, then we learn what it looks like and even who we are in our transitions. Um, you know, one of the things on a practical, I think um, practicals are really important. The practical of delineating when it ends, I think that's a huge deal, right? So that's why, for example, in our family, we light the candle in the beginning and it marks the boundary. And that's a huge deal because you can feel the spirit of the Sabbath just whoosh into our hearts. And then at the end, so we're, re, we're sort of evolving in our Sabbath, there's a, there's, a, um, there's a sort of process of ending it. So Deb and I basically have this new thing, we actually even got a little kit for it, right? Is when you, 
there's a, there's a closing prayer. You mark the end of it. And then there's a pouring of wine and, into a cup and a plate, and the, and the wine overflows to symbolize the, the overflow of what God provides. And then there's other little things that you do. You, you smell some spices. So these things mark, mark the end, right? And I think that's helpful because it's, that, that's the boundary. And you cross over. Now, if you Sabbath well, and that's the beauty of it, is that it's, this is not us like, <sighs> I'm going to be like less tired by the end of it. The goal of the Sabbath is that you're full. So when you mark the end of the Sabbath, you're exploding into the week of work. Exploding into ministry to, to your fellow men and women. Right? You are, you are catapulted forward to add value to human, to human life. Right? So it's not like this resentful, like, oh, I'm back, I'm back on Monday, baby. You know? Like it's... It's basically the, 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 whole, the whole idea, that's what we're going to start studying next week, is I am here to serve the world. I'm here, I'm here to add value. I'm here to love and, 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 and increase plenty in other people's lives. You know, and so you explode into the week. So part of the art is you, you sit in the Sabbath so you can explode into the week. And I think that's why... like. As you inch your way towards a, 20, a full 24-hour, I think a question is like, am I ex- is this enough for me to explode into the work week or not? And if it's not enough, increase your hours, right? It's good. Okay, we probably have time for just one more. Yeah. Mi pregunta es la siguiente. Here's my question. ¿Han pensado de pronto si terminamos el sábado juntos el servicio por la tarde? con el, el servicio en la iglesia en vez de hacerlo el domingo. Uh, I wanted to find out if, if it's an, an idea to end the Sabbath together as a service, as, as a congregation in a Saturday night service instead of a sun, Sunday morning. Es una pregunta. This is my question. ¿Qué piensan? Um, <laughs> well, yo pienso que es posible pero para eso se necesita que la mayoría de la, de la congregación esté en ese ritmo de ese día. Y lo que pasa es que la, la mayoría no, de, prácticamente no sé qué va, si va a estar en ese ritmo, ¿entiendes? Entonces, la pregunta es sí, pero si es que la mayoría, los 90%, estamos en el mismo. And in their rhythm of life on, you know, Sundays and, and how they prefer it. Mm. But it is a possibility. Yeah, that's good. Right? Look at that. Great. But even, even the Jews, I mean, the Jews would sometimes go Friday nights and or Saturday mornings. And you would sometimes, so not always was the congregation always together. That wasn't really the presumption, to, in my understanding, from Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so ultimately, there's a... There's a congregational element, but it's really a, I think there's a personal element, you know, that you can choose. Yeah, I, I would just say maybe a good place to start is within your small group, right? To see if you can get some alignment within your small group and go, hey, is this something we want to practice or try together uh, and, uh, and work on it at that level? Okay, uh, I know there are probably more questions, and that's great. Uh, okay, we'll let one more. Marcus, who's pointing to Stevana? Well done, Marcus. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. All right. Yes. So over the last couple of weeks, um, we heard from a lot of different uh, women about their experience with the Sabbath. And as mothers, 
And I felt like so much more did the mother title matter than the father title. It was even telling that we had a tribe story where it was about the mother experience for the Sabbath. So I'm trying to understand a little bit more about how both mothers and fathers share the responsibility of the children during Sabbath. Good. Great question. Well, I'll just share it for me on Sabbath. Um, one of the things I'm looking for on Sabbath is to delight in my family, right? Because that's a gift of God. So a regular practice of mine on Sabbath is to get down on the floor with my kids and play Legos, uh, to engage them for l- lengths of time is what I'm saying, right? That gives Rachel a great break uh, on Saturday. I also, when I go for that prayer walk, it's pretty typical that I take them with me. And we walk and we go for 30 minutes or an hour out into the woods or whatever. But I pray and we talk and we explore and we play. My point is is that for me as a father, part of my delight, my Sabbath delight, is enjoying what God has given me, which is my family. And leaning in to time with my children and time with my wife. But I, I especially make time to just delight in my kids playing games and me being with them uh, in that space. Do you guys want to add? Yeah, I do. So um, I'm in a different season, right? So my, my children are all grown up, and th- we're going to become, I think, empty nesters this year, which is weird. Um, so right now, right now in the season that I'm in, I'm just trying to convince my kids to hang around with me on the Sabbath. <laughs> which is, that's my, so that's my role as a father is like, Please take a Sabbath. Please take a Sabbath for your sake. Please take a Sabbath with me for my sake. And they're working and they're enjoying their mobile. They have cars. They have, you know, like, it's, it's, so pray for me. Anyway, uh, so that's my, that's, my, that's, my, that's my mission right now in life is to convince my children that they're not um, immortal and that they need the Sabbath as well because they're full of being basically free. And, 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 um, but when they were younger... Uh, when, and, and I was just meditating on this recently, is that they've known, almost most of their conscious life, they know, they've seen a Sabbath, right? So they were probably five and six when we started. Um, the youngest one, um, the youngest two. Uh, Deanna was a little bit older. But when they were younger, when they were that age, what we did was we essentially had a, we were evolving in our Sabbath practice. And what we had is the sort of the being with friends part was on Sunday, and being with the family, we called it Malibu Mondays. We would go to the beach for a few hours. So it was all, but on Sundays, what we had is that we would go to church and we would worship. And then our closest friends, this was uh, in, back in Los Angeles, and we had a pool. So our closest friends every Sunday would just show up and hang out with us and swim and eat with no hurry, no invitation. It was, an op- it was just an open thing. So our children grew up with knowing this immersive family rhythm. You go to worship, you come home, you maybe pick up some food somewhere on the way, and then your best friends are going to show up and swim with you, and your dad's going to swim with you. So the, to the question about that, dad, I was in the pool with my kids, basically. For, for every, every, every Sunday afternoon, that was my part, right? Just swimming with my kids, throwing them in the pool, they had friends with them, and just doing nothing together. I had a conversation with another sister this week, too, that had a similar question, and so I just wanted to qualify. I know last time Deb and I shared, um, I kind of shared, <laughs> like, he started Sabbathing, and I was just, like, you know, left with all the kids, and that wasn't, like, the whole story. It's what it felt like to me 
Um, but I, I do think that there are some roles that moms, especially depending on the age of your kids, there are parts that moms have that dads don't have, right? So there are some responsibilities that we can't share when it comes to workload. Um, and I think one of the things that, well, I'll speak for Elias, one of the things that Elias does really well to help me and help our family prepare for Sabbath is to help set me up so that in the work that I have that is maybe just only I can do for whatever reason, um, that I feel alleviated in other areas, if that makes sense. So I think if you've got small kids, communication is really important. Um, if there's something that, yeah, like only the mom, I can only the mom can breastfeed, right? So if the mom's going to spend a majority of the time doing that, um, how can the father help set her up so that she can also feel rested on Sabbath with something? But it's communication, and again, it's the whole preparation of how you're going to experience that day, what's needed, etc. So yes, another practical. I don't. Well, actually, do make food for the family throughout the week here and there. But I think that it's that's Deb's job. On, a, on the Sabbath, that's my job. And the reason I do it is because for me, it's not a job, it's a delight. So I feed the family on the Sabbath. Uh, and when, when Deb, uh, you know, emerges from the bedroom glowing, <laughs> I have brex, breakfast for her. The beautiful breakfast ready for her. So, and to me, it is a delight. It's not, it's not a job. It's easy. And I love it. Okay, uh, again, there'll probably be tons of questions. We do have to wrap it up, uh, but thank you to everybody who shared, and thank you for the questions. Let's keep the conversation going in our community.